Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey guys, Perry here to tell you a little bit about Pluto TV. It's the leading free streaming television service where you can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for your credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch for free. Pluto TV is the easiest and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. So what are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, your Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It is movie talk time, and today is my dream come true because we finally got the It Chapter 2 trailer. We're going to dig into that, and then on top of that, a new Marvel Cinematic Universe update. We are getting our first openly gay superhero coming to the Cinematic Universe very, very soon, according to Endgame directors Joe and Anthony Russo. 
Guys, it's a good day on this set. One, because, yeah, it's chapter two. I can't get enough Pennywise. But also, I've got two guys joining me right now that I can't get enough of. It's Jay Washington and the one and only Mark Ellis. Oh, wow. Welcome what, a, back. what a treat to this be is back. This so beautiful. Welcome back. I am so excited to float with you all today. I feel like this wasn't going to be official until you were a guest <laughs> on the show for the first time. We did, we did a nighting ceremony right before the show. I took a coarse light bottle and went like this. I hit my the Perry of Nimmer. Host of the movie Talk. You are doing a great job running this ship, and I know that the, the new format is in its infancy, but it feels like it's already a well-oiled machine, and I'm just happy to be along for the ride, and I'll try not to ruin it too much. Happy to have you I'm here. I'm just honored to be a part of this with you. Happy to have you here every Thursday, oh, Jay. I made it. Look well, at you. Wow. That wouldn't happen on my watch. I'll tell you no that. Damn right it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to be friends. Ain't that about him? <laughs> All right. We're jumping into it today with this It Chapter 2 trailer. It's the very first one for the second movie dropped earlier today. Just in case you need a little background information, this movie is set 27 years after the events of the first film, and it features a losers club that's all grown up. Some of the cast includes Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, it goes on and on, a whole bunch of very impressive names right here. And now they've got a very impressive trailer to share here. I had the biggest grin on my face as Makuga basically screamed and cried his way through the entire trailer. How did you guys feel about this? Was a, a good start to the marketing campaign, especially after the first trailer for the first movie wound up breaking records? Yeah, I think it definitely was. Uh, you got people into it. People are like, oh my God, what, what is this going to be? And this just made you go like, oh dear Lord, I'm terrified. I did a review myself with Winston Marshall, and Winston doesn't like horror movies. So the whole time he was just like, nope, nope. And even there was a lot of stuff that had me jump. So it got you to do what it needed you to do, to be like, I don't think I want to see this, but I'm going to see this at the same time. Yeah, after watching Jay and Winston's review, too, I think we should sequester Winston and Josh into a theater by themselves <laughs> so they can't yes. disrupt anybody else. Because I had the unfortunate <laughs> pleasure of sitting next to Josh McCuga during the first It screening. So not only could I hear him yelp like a, like a squeamish dog into my ear every five seconds, but I could also hear the faint sounds of the laughter of the rest of the Collider crew that was sitting safely away from him way in the rafters so watching this trailer would this was the perfect way to construct this trailer because it's it's a horror movie and they started out with this small creepy scene mm. that builds tension it starts out very nice and jessica chastain comes into her old place and ray finkel's mom is there and she's got some cookies in the oven and then it takes a very dark turn and i loved every second of it were you sitting next to Makuga for your very first time seeing the first It movie? Uh, yes, I was. Yes, I was. Oh, I'm so sorry. All right, here's a would-you-rather question. Would you rather sit next to Winston or Makuga seeing It Chapter 2 for the very first time? Winston all day long. Winston, because I can handle his sounds. Makuga just sounds like <laughs> a puppy caught in a bear trap. I, I, <laughs> I volunteered to sit next to Makuga only because I'm assuming I'll have seen every press screening opportunity I'm going to get before then, so it won't be my first viewing. But I was so impressed by this trailer. I was so happy when I queued it up and I saw how long the trailer was, which I wasn't expecting. I thought it was going to be a short, yeah. sweet teaser. And then when we actually got to see not a full scene, but a full-ish scene play out and the dread build and you get sucked into that atmosphere with that color palette. The colors in that scene are freaking beautiful. And Jessica Chastain looks like she is probably the perfect Beverly Marsh alongside Sophia Lillis for the first one. And I'm just so happy. 
happy that we're going to see so much of the young losers along with them because that was one of the tough things about the miniseries. Mm -hmm. I still love the miniseries. Nostalgia does help, but... I feel like I love the kid stuff and every single time or most times I was brought over to the adults, it felt like I was being ripped away from the ones that I really had an attachment to. Yeah, I, I like seeing the rest of this cast too. The, like James Ransone is a very underrated actor. He's great and sinister mm-hmm. and he's just, he's got a sense of humor about him, but he's also got this like quiet seriousness that, that boils just underneath the surface. So him, Isaiah Mustafa, that's going to be so much that's... fun to see him coming to prominence in more ways than just like being in a silly Old Spice commercial. Yep. And I love the history of Dairy Maine. I, I love seeing that this old lady is actually somehow related possibly to Pennywise. So they gave us so much meat to chew on with this trailer. Might be messing with her head. All Probably. I know is that old lady was butt naked running through the back at one point, which is That ter- she was. And was, she was like peeking around the corner peeking too. Around the corner. I enjoyed that, that one. Terrifying. She started showing us a little bit of cleavage. Which you know I'm, like, I'm not like- interested, but thank you. <laughs> Keep in mind this trailer has a lot of Pennywise messing with his victims' heads because also there's the thumb, the beautiful thumbnail we brought you guys today, which is likely Pennywise <laughs> making someone else freak out. It's not Pennywise who's ripping his face to shreds. That dwarf. That had me in my like Oh, oh, God, no. Like, I just, oh, that, the thought now is just back in my head. Thanks, Perry. My that, favorite part is that Pennywise, like, he's not even trying to cover up the fact that he's got googly eyes in this one. Because in the first one, he's talking to George and he's in the sewer. He's like, he looks like, a, just like, for a brief second, he looks like a normal clown that's just hanging out in the sewer. He's like, no, no, they made me live down here. So I'm just, I'm, I'm constructing a new life. But trust me, I'm a totally normal clown. I like popcorn. And then the eye starts to go. In this trailer, the eye is full on horse it's just, just like two different directions go? which way do we go that's where those eyes were jumping into the live chat here we have the ionus i don't know if i said that right Thelonious. i'm sorry that's the they look like the and i don't know also because we get a little extra character whenever we share live chat text messages so we haven't cleared <laughs> that up quite yet uh they wrote i smiled through the entire trailer too perry but is that a good thing i thought this was supposed to be scary i think that just comes down to an individual's resp- i was trying to explain this to makuga earlier today because he turned to me after and he's like i just don't get it and i think the best example i was able to give him is you know that feeling when you're sitting on a roller coaster and it's just that adrenaline rush where it's mm-hmm. like you're you're so excited and thrilled like you can't do anything else but smile that's kind of how i felt throughout the entire trailer <laughs> i like when art gets cocky and particularly horror movies and this is a very cocky trailer to me because this trailer knows look we're just here to creep you out we're not here to give Boy, all the yeah. jump scares we have in this movie. We're just here to set a mood, to set a tone. Like, you're going to be uncomfortable watching this movie. And unlike a two-minute trailer, when you're actually in a dark theater, you're going to have a payoff that's more than just some old lady staring at you a little bit too long. It's going to get nuts in here. And that's what we got signaled to us by the end of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you see this in theaters, it's going to be ridiculous. I think that opening scene will be cut down some more. It, it, not not by much, but they're going to add some more with the jumps just to oh, get you absolutely. ready because it comes out in September. So there, this whole trailer, once it hits theaters, is going to have you like holding on to the sides and mouth jaw drop, mouth the jar. Like, what do I do? You blow buy tickets right now on your phone. You do things like that. But this movie is also following up from what the first one was. It was like, yeah, we started getting you terrified. We're going to continue terrifying you mm-hmm. in this one. And if they stick close to the source material, there's a bunch of really big, great set pieces that hopefully will be brought to screen yeah. like they were in the book, particularly the restaurant scene. If you don't know the details of that scene, do not look them up. Just look forward to that when it comes up in the movie. But speaking of the first one and kind of taking a cue from what they did, the question now is becoming... 
Is at, is a it chapter two going to wind up being as big of a box office success as that first one was? Because that just was it wasn't just a hit. It was like a runaway winner. I think it's going to be bigger than the first one. I think it's going to make more money. I think that now they know what they have. They know how to market it. They know how to ramp mm-hmm. it up and keep it going through Halloween. So it's going to have a month of box office receipts. It's going to be pretty high. My only concern with this movie is it's not in terms of box office. It's just in terms of I'm, I'm excited to see them as adults, and I like the casting. I want to see a lot of the kids, though, too. I hope that they were able to shoot a lot of stuff with the kids when they were on set of the first one or they had them come back because I love the cast of kids in here, and I don't want to just lose them. To and, and adulthood. I, and I think, I think we keep that. that. I think we keep that balance. Like you'll have scenes with them together as adults, and then we'll get like a flashback, of course, to seeing the kids. And in regards to the box office, it opened its first weekend was 123 million. That's 123 million for its chapter one. <laughs> for a movie opening at the beginning of September. The beginning of September, which this will probably do again. Mm-hmm. But now that it has its predecessor being the first one, I think it can hit 150. And they have bankable stars that can do the yep. talk show yes. circuit. They can do so much more yep. press than you can if you have a cast of largely kids, youth, that nobody wants to watch. Well, they have twice as many now because even though they were just kids and maybe they couldn't do the same types of appearances. Finn Wolfhard is a star. They're all stars stars now. Do you see those kids working that convention circuit right now between them bringing back the kids and them having an A-list cast of loser adults? They have everything working in their favor. I think the only thing at this point that could maybe keep it from matching the first one money-wise is how good the movie winds up being. This trailer is very, very encouraging. But when the reviews come out, if they are glowing yet again, I'm betting on this one topping the original. Well, that also, the reviews play a big factor. But I learned that we're seeing now that reviews don't play too much of a factor no matter what. Because you see certain movies that have a 50-50 split critical response and people just want to go see it to Mm -hmm. see it this one is going to bring people out regardless whether they become repeat viewers or whether they start bringing other people with them that's what will tell everything yeah i'm betting a lot of people are going to come out to see this movie and you know what else i'm betting on right now you're going to want to see this promo that we're showing for an upcoming collider video show because it's a good one Hello, how are you guys doing? I'm Christian Harloff. I'm the host of Collider Jedi Council. We talk about everything Star Wars. And if you want to catch our weekly show where we talk about the latest and greatest in Star Wars, it's movie news, it's canon, it's all of it. We take questions from you guys. How do you do it? Main channel. That's right, right here. Subscribe to this channel and you can listen, you can watch, you can do all of it. But if you want to just listen to it, you got the podcast feed too. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, you can listen to it in your car. Do all of it. It's Star Wars. Episode 9 is coming out. And then after episode 9, you got TV shows. So we're going to be your sports center for Star Wars. Do it. Come on. Be real. Go check out Jedi Council. And on top of that, do not forget to sign up, subscribe, all that good stuff to the Collider Live YouTube channel. The show is moving over to that YouTube channel. So right after you finish watching Movie Talk, go and click that subscribe button. You will find all of their content there. And also, I hear a certain someone is performing real soon at some really exotic locations. Yeah, like Canada and Las Vegas. (laughs) And this weekend, San Francisco. I got a bunch of tour dates coming up, so I'm not going to be around Collider all that much in the next 
month and a half. I got San Francisco on Friday, like tomorrow. And then I have Houston next week. And then we got Canada shows, Vegas and San Diego for Comic-Con. So uh, going to be a lot of fun, going to be a lot of traveling, a lot of frequent flyer miles. You can get tickets at MarkEllisLive.com. Maybe A.J. Washington appears on a Comic-Con show. Uh, I'm hoping I can appear on some other ones. I was looking at them dates like, all right, I think I can make the Vegas one if you need it. I'll take the mega bus down. You know, it's a $25 <laughs> mega bus. I will make it. The MGM Grand all weekend. It's all four weekend, hours out of your baby. life. Let's do it. And so remember, I'm still available for a full five minutes of cat comedy. If you ever want cat jokes... I think uh, I, I think Roca just got bumped from the San Diego show. Understandable. And Dewey's, oh. <laughs> Dewey's oh, favorite mama is going to be on I'm stage. I'm waiting to see the tweets on that one from Roca. Oh, yeah, we're all in house. big trouble if that happens. <laughs> so we're going to move into our second story now, but I want to remind you, go in that live chat right now and send Dorian some questions because we want to hit a couple of them before we wrap up today's show. Now, story number two. Avengers, MCU, the whole Phase 4 thing, everything coming our way has a lot of exciting things to offer. And one of the things that's being teased is that we're going to get our first openly gay superhero in the movie. And this is coming hot on the heels of Joe and Anthony Russo speaking a little bit about the first openly gay character who is featured in Avengers Endgame. Granted, that got a little bit of backlash, and I think deservedly so. But in this new interview that they did on Entertainment Weekly, morning show, the Russos said that Marvel Studios will announce the first openly gay superhero. Here's the exact quote. There is a gay character coming up in one of their films. I think Kevin will make that announcement, I'm sure, pretty soon. So what do you guys make of this? Is this the right time? Are they going about it the right way? Especially with what happened with Avengers Endgame. Might as well. Marvel has been going forward on everything, hitting every avenue they needed to have to show the representation all across the board. We talked about it earlier that there's been rumor that there's going to be an openly gay member of the Eternals. And also, people have speculated that various members of the Avengers, of course, we know about Valkyrie. People have kept saying that there was Bucky and Cap, but clearly not Cap, because Cap had a life now with with Peggy. But Bucky could be. There are various people, but I think we're going to see it unless they decide to open up the uh, MCU, the multiverse, definitely with the tweet that Into the Spider-Verse put out saying that we'll see you in another universe. Miles Morales is bisexual as well. So there's so much they can do. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot to play with already as far as which, how do we want to look at the lore that we have going forward and incorporate that into the movies. And I think that this is a very necessary thing to do on the part of Marvel, who I think that they are starting to realize, and they have realized for at least a couple of years, they didn't always do it on their own. They, they're ne- they required a lot of arm twisting to get them to do some of these things. But when you realize that you're putting something on the big screen, and a lot of times this is the first time that a particular group of people have seen themselves represented in that way, that's a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I like the way that they handled it in Endgame simply because they didn't have like a sign above mm-hmm. the you know Russo being like hey this guy's gay aren't we aren't we inclusive it just it just kind of came out and we moved along and in terms of having a gay character and having them be openly gay or even acknowledging sexuality Yes, you need to do that in an MCU movie because, as Jay alluded to, there's so many relationships that you have that are heterosexual, where you have, you know, tinges going on. Like when you watch Winter Soldier, you're like, wait, are Cap and, and Black Widow, are they starting to become mm-hmm. a thing? This isn't like when they had an openly gay Muppet. And everybody's like, well, we never saw Muppets have sex. So why do we need to talk about this? I think this is a conversation worth having going forward. So I always want to say it's a long time coming and it's taken too long for them to adjust to certain things and start to include certain mm-hmm. things. But the fact that they're changing it all is good enough for me when it comes to the end game thing 
I think the main reason that that wound up bothering me is because of the statements they made after. Not that anything they said was inappropriate. I'm glad they took the initiative to make sure they could do everything to do that as best they possibly could. I think the trouble is making a statement like that when I had a couple of people read articles about that and then come to me and say, did I miss something? That defeats the purpose a little if you're going to go out of your way to make a little bit Mm -hmm. of a statement and include more people in your movies. At least let it be visible enough that someone can feel how important it is to see someone like they are on the big screen. Well, I have talked to people who I know who are openly gay, openly gay men and women who said they appreciate it because, again, Mm -hmm. the way it was delivered. When you have it where it's just like, okay, so I just went on a date and me and this guy, we had a great connection and I think I'm going to see him again. And you just run with it. Mm -hmm. Cab doesn't acknowledge it. No one else in the group acknowledges. It's just there. This is life. This is how things go. And the fact we talked about earlier that Joe Russo, if I'm not mistaken, said that he has his best friend is openly gay. And he, that was one of the reasons he wanted to make sure he had that representation. And so I think they did take everything in consideration to make sure they did the appropriate ways to not offend anybody. But we are living in this day and age where no matter what, somebody's going to yeah. find something to be upset about. Oh, there's always two sides of every Absolutely. coin. Absolutely. And when I'm standing here thinking about it, I can fully understand why we could why we could send 10 people into a theater and have five feel one way about it and five feel the other way about it. So the fact that they're going to be more inclusive going forward... I am fully satisfied, especially with everything going on in Avengers Endgame. I also wouldn't want it. I would not have wanted it to happen in that movie and then kind of get overshadowed with all of the major character moments that we got in that. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was handled very well. Yeah, And the fact that it didn't bother Cap, who's like a 120-year-old white guy from pre-World War II, should not bother anybody Well, else. he's from Brooklyn, so he'd be all right. <laughs> he's from Brooklyn. He's good. We know he's from Brooklyn. We know he can do this all day. We get it. <laughs> All right, we are going to save some time right now for let's try one or two questions. Let's go with this one from MK Songbird first. With the with the recent announcement of a Hellraiser reboot in the works with David S. Goyer writing the script, what would you like to see? Are you guys pumped for a Hellraiser reboot? Because as a slasher-obsessed individual, this is one of the main franchises, one of the iconic characters that... Yeah, I think it's about time that they reboot and maybe modernize this franchise a bit. Have you seen some of the later ones they've been trying to that's make? That's the problem. That, yeah, that's, I'm, like, that's what, I'm like, yeah, if you're going to reboot it, do it. Because I saw, what was it, Hellraiser in space or something? It was time. And I'm like, stop doing that. But I do want to see, make sure the Cenobites look great. Don't just have skimp on and be like, well, we don't need to put that much into it because we're going to put all the CGI into the box and everything. Make them look great as well. Yeah, Hellraiser sneaking the amount of sequels they've been able to cram out like under the radar. <laughs> yep. it's, it's, it's hitting land before time sequel numbers, which is a very <laughs> impressive thing to do. Hellraiser, I think the way you reboot it and the way you reintroduce it to movie theaters is to take a cue from what has been successful in the world of horror, where you don't need a giant budget and you don't need to try to do too much. You don't need to do a ton of world building and mythology. Leave that for after the movie successful then you can explore some other avenues just give us a scary pinhead give us a cool story and you market the hell out of it on the cheap it, take the blumhouse model and apply it to hellraiser that would be exciting the mythology me. of the cenobites is very appealing to me so i don't know if i would be 
too bummed if they kind of jumped feet first into that, maybe a little too soon. But I think what's going to wind up happening is when we get the new Child's Play movie, that's kind of going to set the tone of the yeah. conversation with some of these movies and we, new versions of them. We just have to have that one scene like we used to have in movies where he's sitting down <laughs> and he's playing with the box and like the old silo by himself. That scene has to happen because that is an iconic scene when he first opens the box and everything, how he becomes Pinhead. All right. I want that. You guys want to do one more? One more. This one is from good old J. Scott for real. And he's asking, do you think future MCU cosmic films will explore the fallout of Xandar from Thanos' conquest? Are the Nova Corps completely wiped out? Uh, No, because Nova is a member of the Guardians. Mm -hmm. I think some were able to get away. Remember, he decimated Xandar, but that doesn't mean he killed everybody because any planet he visited, he killed half the population. So that doesn't, that doesn't mean all the Nova Corps is gone. I think we're definitely going to talk about it. Was it a result of the snap, though, or did he go there to steal the stone and then he decimated the yeah, population? Yeah, because that, that was the thing he did everywhere. Remember when he went so to Gamora? So still, even in that situation, he was basically like half and half, goodbye to you. And then he took the other, he took half of the other half he left alive. So I believe you're going to talk about it. You're going to have to, especially when it comes to Guardians 3. That's gonna, because that's been a big thing about it. You know, you're going to have to bring that up. Like I brought up earlier, you have to bring in Nova. Nova is a member of the court, and you have to bring that in. So it's not going to be just brushed to the side. We heard, well, he decimated Xandar. That's it. No, you're going to revisit that. You know the great thing about not hosting the show anymore <laughs> is uh, I don't have to act like I know that Xandar was a place and that Nova is the thing going. I have no idea what my colleagues are talking about right now. Give I, me more Glenn Close and John C. Riley. I remember the guy snapped, yes. and I remembered all the people came back at the end, and we had like a great fight, and I think our team won, even though we lost some casualties, and uh, I'm still reeling from that. Nova Corps? I remember Heavy Nova, the Sega Genesis game. Of course you did. 93. Does that, does that, does that get me the, a card into the, the conversation? The Nova Corps were the dudes in the first Guardians movie that yeah. were like the police. And Xandar, arguably Jane Fonda's best acting work in the 70s. So I know my stuff. All right. That's what you get. That's yeah, that get. is what you get. It's what I'm used to. And it's what I love. Ellis, I'm so happy to have you here today. And Jay, again, I'm so happy to have you here Every single Thank Thursday, you, we're going to have a lot of fun. Yes, we are. Adam in the booth, you rock as always. So do you do, Dorian. And so do all of you out there. Do not forget to like and share this episode of Movie Talk. Also, tune in tomorrow, 3 p.m. PT Live. We have a great show for you with Josh McCuga and, get ready for it, Sinead DeFries. I will see you tomorrow, 3 p.m. Give the gift of choice this season with multi-store cards at giftcards.com. With multi-store cards, treat them to dinner, movies, or shopping on one convenient card. Featuring all your favorites like Macy's, Alta, and Lululemon. It's a great gift card everyone will love. For last-minute gifting, choose the Happy Holidays or Holiday Favorites e-gift, delivered straight to their inbox. Purchase multi-store cards today at www.giftcards.com slash multi-store. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Napa know-how. 
This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20.